This is a great Lord's Day. Every Lord's Day excites me, but this particular one is a joy and a delight. We have the both ordinances of the church. The both ordinances that Christ has given the church, we're going to observe this day, today. Believer's baptism at 3 o'clock at uh, Montague Beach. Hope you'll be there. And the Lord's Supper right here in the sanctuary a little later in our service. But to get things started, I want to present a short, but I hope meaningful message with you to do with water baptism, what it means, what it doesn't mean, and hopefully it will spur you on, those of you who have been water baptized, to live out of that public commitment to Christ, and others who are saved but not yet water baptized, it'll call and challenge you to want to obey the Lord in this matter, even as nine will do so uh, today. First of all, baptizo is a Greek verb. It means to place into. So in some sense, I am baptizing my hand when I place it into my jacket. So say baptizo, baptizo. What does it mean? To place into. There are two kinds of baptism in the New Testament. There is Holy Spirit baptism, happens at the point of conversion automatically, invisibly, when the Holy Spirit places the Christian, the new Christian, into Christ. If this is our Lord's, representing our Lord, this is you. When you trusted him to be your savior, the Holy Spirit immediately, invisibly, completely baptized and placed you into Christ. So that everything that happened to the savior now has happened to you because you're in him. He was crucified. The old you was crucified with Christ because you're in Christ. He was buried. The old you was buried with Christ. He was raised to newness of life. You in Christ have been raised to newness of life. Christ's life is now your life because the old you was crucified with Christ. It's like if I had a piece of paper and I put it in my Bible Everything that happens to the Bible happens to the piece of paper that's in the Bible. If I package this Bible up and FedEx it off to Toronto, if the Bible gets to Toronto, so does the piece of paper inside the Bible. Whatever happens to the Bible happens to the thing that's in the Bible. Whatever has happened to Christ happens to us when we are in Christ. And you can't be a Christian and say you're not in Christ. If you're a Christian, you are in Christ. That's how that works. So baptizo, to place into two kinds of of, uh, baptism, Holy Spirit baptism. And I'll just share a verse from 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For by one spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink of the same spirit. So there's no place in any of our Christian lives for us to beg and ask the Holy Spirit to be given to us after we're saved. He has been given to us. We've been made to drink of the Holy Spirit automatically as a work of God. And so the question is not how much of the Holy Spirit do we have, but how much of us does he have to control? That's the issue. So Holy Spirit baptism happens at the point of conversion automatically, invisibly, but that's only one of the two types of baptism in the New Testament. The second kind of baptism is water baptism. And it's part of the Great Commission. Our church has gone on record that we are all about making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. What does that look like? What is entailed in making a fully committed follower of Jesus Christ? Well, to begin with, must be conversion, being born again. 
but after conversion and being born again must be water baptism, going public with a private faith, making visible what's already happened to you invisibly. So water baptism is a part of the marching orders that Jesus Christ left before ascending to his Father's right hand in heaven. And he said, and you know the verse as well, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. So Jesus Christ marching orders for the church and for this localized expression of the church, Calvary Bible Church, Jesus, the Lord of the church's marching orders is that we are to make disciples. We are to produce fully committed followers of Jesus Christ by three participles, going, baptizing, and teaching. There's one thing we're supposed to do is to make fully committed followers of Jesus, but we do it by going to where the people need Christ, baptizing believers in Christ in water, and teaching all believers what God has to say about living for him and knowing him. So baptizo, to place into. Two kinds of baptism, Holy Spirit baptism, immediate, automatic, invisible. Water baptism has to be requested. It's visible, and it's, it's a, a testimony, a statement, a public statement. All right. As you know, if you have any history with our church, we don't baptize babies because babies don't know anything about sin or substitution or a savior or a cross or an empty tomb. Instead, we help families, believing families, to dedicate their children to Christ, that they're purposing and promising before God and a congregation, a church family. They're going to do their best to raise this little precious gift, this little baby they've been given by God, to know for herself or himself to trust Jesus as salvation and savior. And then will help that child once he or she trusts Jesus to be Savior and is old enough to understand water baptism, then we'll help that believing child be water baptized. And we have some young people who are going to give testimony in the sanctuary today and be baptized by water at the beach this afternoon. The youngest person being baptized in the nine today is 10. And we have some older, more mature people also being baptized today. It's wonderful. So baptism to place into, it involves union with Christ, identification with Christ, being in Christ. If you were in adult Sunday school class this morning, uh, Brother Brian Marie's lesson touched on Galatians 2.20, a very key verse that talks about this whole concept of being baptized into Christ by the Holy Spirit. Paul says, very much alive, writing, Uh, to the churches of Galatia. I have been, past tense, crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me by the Spirit. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So this is Christ. This is you. When you didn't know Christ as Savior, you're over here, dead in trespass and sin, and Christ is right here. When you trust Jesus to be your Savior from sin, the Holy Spirit 
places you into Christ. Christ's past is now your past. Christ's present is now your present. Christ's future is now your future. And when we put the people into the water as a visual testament of this unification and identification with Christ, I'm going to say, buried with him, splash into the water. Buried with him through baptism into death, raised out of the water to walk in newness of life. That's why we believe the mode of water baptism must be immersion, not effusion, not sprinkling like they do on babies. Because immersion pictures this whole beautiful picture. Buried with him through baptism into death, raised to walk in newness of life. What else could we say about this whole announcement of new life in Christ? When our children were born, our daughter's now 30 and our son is now 25. And uh, so back then we didn't have social media. So what we did, we took out newspaper ads to announce Joanna's birth in 1993 and JD's birth in 1998. Fact was that their names were in the paper, the date they were born, their birth weights, the fact they were coming into our family, the Elliott family. But neither one of those newspaper announcements caused either of those children to be born. The newspaper announcements only reported that the child had already been born. And so it is with water baptism. It doesn't cause you to become a Christian. It doesn't wash away sin. It announces you already have become a Christian and there's going to be serious about fully following Christ, who is your Savior and your Lord. So this water baptism is a public statement of a private reality. It's a visible statement of an invisible reality. And it's to be requested by the person that wants to make that statement. And it's a public statement of being born again, and of having a desire and a commitment to fully follow Jesus Christ, come what may. It's a public stand is water baptism on conversion and consecration. When a person is water baptized, they're telling everybody who's anywhere near Montague Beach at 3 o'clock this afternoon, I'm saved and I purpose to progress in my sanctification to look more and more like Jesus with the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life, obeying the scriptures, being an active member of my church, witnessing my faith to the lost. It's important and invites accountability. A person who makes that public statement of a private faith is inviting accountability. I want to tell you a story. I've told it before. It's not a true story. It's an illustration. But when Beth and I were married, her daddy was a pastor of a large church. He married us, and he invited the whole church to our wedding. He couldn't pick some and not others to invite to our wedding. The church was packed with people, the whole church plus. We were married, and people who were sitting in the church when we were married witnessed the vows that I made to God and to Beth were witnessed by hundreds and hundreds of people. And the vows that Beth made to God in marriage and to me were witnessed by hundreds and hundreds of people. Let's say, and this didn't happen, thank God, but let's imagine that if I was in a restaurant a year later with Beth and we're dining, and I didn't know it, but a couple in another part of the restaurant was there at the same time that attended our wedding. And if in the course of being at the table with my wife. This didn't happen. 
But if at the table with my wife, I had been harsh with her, impatient, and I belittled her by what I said to her in the restaurant, if the fellow that was at my, our wedding heard and saw that, and he were to come to me and say, hi, how you doing? I haven't seen you for a while. Oh, how you doing, Bill? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, can I have a word with you, please? And then he takes me to the men's room of the restaurant. He says, hey, man, what's the matter with you? I was at your wedding a year ago, and you promised God and Beth in front of all of us that you treat her with, you cherish and love her and be kind and loving and loyal to her. And what I heard you say to her, to belittle her at the table, was totally offside and out of bounds. What I should say is, thanks, man, you're right. I was wrong. I'm going to go back to the table and quietly apologize to my wife and ask her forgiveness, but I assure you when I get home, I'll do it in a more elaborated way than I can in the restaurant. Thank you for caring enough about my marriage and me and my wife that you said something. What I shouldn't say in the men's room, mind your own business, buddy. What I shouldn't say, it's none of your business, buddies, between me and my wife. I shouldn't say that. And when a person is water baptized this afternoon at 3 o'clock at Montague Beach, they, among other things, are saying, hold me accountable to live for Christ. And if we see their baptisms, and I hope we all will be there, and more of us, and they go off the rails in love, humility, with restoration on our hearts, we should be able to say, hey, on July 2nd, 23 at Montague, you said you're going to follow Jesus. And when you're doing this or not doing that, it's not following Jesus. They should say, thanks, man. I'll repent. And so water baptism is a big deal. It's private made public. And it invites accountability. It's a command to be water baptized. It's a command of scripture. If you're saved, you must be water baptized after your conversion. It's a wedding ring. What would you think of a guy who's married but refuses to wear a wedding ring? What do you think of a Christian who knows they're supposed to be water baptized and refuses to be? What do you think of a, a member of the defense force or the police force who refuses to wear their uniform? If you're a Defense Force member or a Royal Bahama Police Force member, you wear your uniform. You're not ashamed to wear your uniform. A believer who is truly a believer and has not yet been water baptized is like a policeman who won't wear his uniform. That needs to change. What would you think of a business in Nassau that was having problems with its business and not very profitable and not, not doing that well financially. And someone bought the business, a new owner, and wanted to change and improve the business, but they refused to put a sign in the window of the business under new management. You'd wonder, right? We are under new management. Water baptism should announce that. We are enrolled in the army of God. We should wear the uniform of water baptism. And we are married to Christ. We should wear the wedding ring to say so of water baptism. If you haven't been water baptized, it's a serious matter. Please speak to me this week to make that right. 
Being water baptized is also a requirement of becoming a member of our church. You can't be a formal member of our church except you've been water baptized since your conversions. Now, you may be sitting here thinking, well, my, my family raised me the best they could. They took me to a church when I was a baby, and they had me baptized as a baby. What, how should I respond to the New Testament's command for me to be water baptized now that I'm adult? Well, here's what I would suggest that you think about it like this. That if your parents took you to some church that baptized babies and you were a baby, they were, your mom and dad were praying and hoping that you would come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ when you grew up. And now that you have come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ by faith, it ought not to be an insult to your parents that you're being water baptized as a believer. It's really a completion of what they hoped for and aspired would happen in your life. Don't let the fact if you were baptized as a baby keep you from obeying the Lord in the matter of being water baptized as a believer. I thank God and give him all the glory that the nine baptisms I'll be pleased to help people do today brings to 70 the number of water baptisms since I've had the privilege of being your pastor. That's a lot of people and we thank God for that and trust that of the 70 that have drifted away from the church family that they'll come back if they're viewing on the live stream as I'm speaking. I think I'm going to leave it at that for now. Um, Water baptism, very important. One of two ordinances that Christ has left for the church. And um, what we're going to do is invite people up to share their baptism testimony. Some of them are a little nervous. So be in prayer for them. Give them nice, happy, smiling faces when they come up to share. The first one is coming to share is Christavia Smith. Come on up, Christavia. Welcome her. Welcome her. Hi, Christavia. Come on up. You are among friends. How are you doing today? You're nervous. That's okay. You get yourself gathered here. You can just center yourself here. And want me to stand near you? I'll be happy to do that. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, help Christavia now as she shares. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, church. Good morning. I believe I was blessed to grow up with parents and a grandmother who were moral, God-fearing people. They encouraged me to attend church and Sunday school. My grandmother often talked to me about God and the Bible, which always interests me. At school, I was thankful for several primary school teachers who would pray and have morning devotion. But I chose friends who were terrible for me. I learned to be deceiving, lie, and to steal small items. By the time I was in high school, those friends were in prison or dead. I attended many funerals, but I always felt very uncomfortable, as if someone was watching over my shoulder, judging me. 
I also listened to a lot of ungodly music, which filled my mind with a negative perspective on the world. I found myself judging people a lot. About seven years ago, there were some big events happening in my life that caused me to think about God often. One, when I had a serious surgical procedure on my left ear, both my parents and I prayed for God protect, to protect me through the surgery and give a successful outcome. God did. Two, when my special need brother was near death, he asked me to pray for him, and of course I did, because I knew only God could help my brother. Then a short while ago, I realized that although I knew a lot about God, I did not have a personal close relationship with him, but I wanted that. Eventually, I thank God that I understood that I understood the gospel clearly. I realized that I was also that I realized that I was a sinner and that my sin separated me from a relationship with God. I could not be good enough or give enough to earn God's forgiveness. So God sent his only begotten sinless son Jesus to die on the cross in my place to take the punishment for my sin. God raised Jesus back to life after three days in the grave to be alive forevermore. I believe that with all my heart. I pray and told God that I was trusting in Jesus alone to be my Savior. And I wanted Jesus to come into my life to be my Lord. I don't know the exact date or time that this happened, but I just know beyond a shadow of doubt that it happened in my heart. And I know I'm God's child forevermore. Amen. Since Jesus has become Lord of my life, my life has changed in many ways. I now try to listen mostly to gospel and instrumental music, which pleases the Lord. My closest friends are Christians who also love the Lord. I love attending church every Sunday so I can learn more about God and understand the Bible better. Now I try to read the Bible every day and pray each day because I know he cares about all my concern. When I attend funerals now, I don't feel condemned, but I have peace in my heart because I know that when I die, I will go to be with my Lord. I took the membership class because I wanted to become a member of Calvary Bible Church. Then I learned that Jesus wants each believer to be baptized which publicly tells others that I've trusted in Jesus Christ to be my Savior. So I'm being baptized today to obey Jesus. My favorite Bible verse is John 3, verse 16, because it simply gives the good news. It goes, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes. Thank you, Christy. You can take your seat. Praise the Lord. Next would be uh, Viola Porter. Please come and join me, Sister Viola. Give her a welcome as she comes. Viola is a sister to Peggy Antonio. Hi. 
we got to know each other quite a bit over during COVID. We would talk each week on the phone. It was such a delight. I'll let you center yourself on the mic a little bit. Okay, very good. I'm going to have an interview with my sister in Christ, Viola, and she's going to give you some answers to my questions. Viola, do you know that your sins are forgiven and that you will go to heaven one day? Yes, I do. How do you know these things? Because Jesus sacrificed his life, died on the cross for our sins, and have put my faith in him alone. Wonderful. What does it mean to be born again? It means that you should have a personal relationship and faith with God because you are spiritually alive. Yes. When were you born again? About two years ago. And you said uh, previous that while reading, reading Psalm, Psalm 34, Psalm 34, God's word, yes. active and powerful in your life as it is in ours. How has your life been different since you trusted Christ to be your Savior? I become more understanding and more committed in serving my Lord and Savior. What does Jesus Christ mean to you today? Jesus Christ means to me that he is my personal Lord and Savior. Disciples obediently follow Jesus Christ. Do you look forward to that? And if you do, why? Yes, I do. Because I would like to follow Jesus Christ the same way as his disciples followed him in his teaching. Wonderful. Viola, by being baptized later this today, what are you wanting to say to everybody who will be there watching your obedience? I would like for the church family to pray for me so that I can stay steadfast in my commitment in serving my Lord and Savior. Amen. What a lovely interview. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. The next one to give testimony will be uh, Peyton Ferguson. Give him a welcome. Peyton's going to give his own story. Uh, good morning, Peyton. Good morning, God bless you. Thank you. Morning, church. Good morning. Uh, before I trusted Christ to be my savior, I had no awareness of any external force directing my path in life. I am now, I thought all my decisions were made by me and for me. I now know that that is not true. I am now fully aware of God's power of conviction and overall influence in my life, which has led to all my success in various stages of my life. So all glory and praise goes to him alone. I, I first came to trust Christ to, my, to be my savior at a rather early age, six years old. I was in grade one at NCA, Nassau Christian Academy, and I accepted Christ during the, the chapel service that they had every week. And when I did so, right away, I experienced a feeling of like spiritual enlightenment. That's the only way I could describe that, that I had never felt up until that point. Seven years later, at 13 years old, while attending Kingsway, the school had its annual spiritual emphasis event which was, the event was designed to give young people the opportunity to learn more about Christianity and, and, and dive deeper into their, their faith in Christ. It was there where I took the opportunity to rededicate my life to Christ since I was a little more mature at that point and better able to, to take my, my Christianity more seriously and fully understand exactly what Christianity is. After fully trusting Christ to be my savior, God's presence in my life 
and his influence in my life have become so much more visible and powerful. I could physically see and feel God directing my life in the way it should go. Feelings of conviction helping me to make godly choices. My two main gifts he's graciously given me, music and the spiritual gift of empathy, allowing me to make positive, godly impact in people's lives. His overall love and protection over me and those around me, along with so much more, have all come together to prove God's never-ending influence in my life. Amen. With all that said, I have decided to be baptized because I want to physically prove to God and to my family in Christ that I am serious about my Christianity and I'm actively working to be a clear representation of God on earth. I am so grateful for this opportunity to share my, my testimony with y'all and I'm really looking forward to taking this big step in my walk with Christ. Praise the Lord. This is a high octane encouragement. I hope you're taking right to your heart and to your walk with the Lord. Now, one of our younger ones to be baptized is London Smith. London, come on up, sweetheart. London is granddaughter to Esther McKinney. So why don't you step on this little thing and we'll get to see you better. There you are. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good. You were eager to get up here before the service started. You wondered when, when your turn was, right? Yes, So sir. is it a good spot for you? Yes, sir. Okay, good. All right, we're going to have a little interview, right? So you can speak right into here if you would. Good morning. <laughs> London, do you know that your sins are forgiven and that you'll go to heaven one day? Yes, I know that. And how, and how do you know that? I know these things because it is written in God's holy word. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. John, John first. Verse 12 to 13. John 1, 12 to 13. John That's right. 1, verse 12 to 13. Sister London, what does it mean to be born again? To be born again means to have a new life in Christ and then to grow spiritually. Yes, it does. When were you born again? I was born again at the age of three in the church nursery. Let me just stop there. Did you hear that? Everyone who's ever worked in the church nursery, seriously, she trusted Jesus to be her Savior at three years of age in our church nursery, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Children can understand. If a child's old enough to understand sin, substitution, and faith, they are able to trust Christ for salvation. We're so pleased that happened at such a young age for you, London. Next question. How has your life been different since you trusted Christ to be your Savior? Life has been awesome since I trusted Christ as my Savior because now I have a heavenly Father that's omnipotent, a great protector, and an amazing provider. He sure is. What does Jesus Christ mean to you today? Jesus Christ means the world to me because he loves and favors me. He is my good shepherd. Yes, he is. Disciples... 
obediently follow Jesus Christ. Do you look forward to that? And if you do, why? Yes, I look forward to that. I want to serve him. I want to spread his word and teach people about his goodness. That's a great ambition. Last question. By being water baptized later today, what are you wanting to say to everybody who will come to Montague Beach to watch that obedience? Do not be afraid to get baptized. It is a great decision because you are giving your life to Christ. Giving your life to Christ means that you allow Christ to live in you and help you make good decisions. That's right. Let's express our love. Thank you so much. And now, Novelle Ferguson, would you please come and share your testimony? Welcome, Novelle. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Come on over here. You can center yourself on the mic there. So we're going to have a little interview, aren't we? Yes, sir. All right. Here we go. Novelle, do you know that your sins are forgiven and that you'll go to heaven one day? Yes, I do know this. How do you know this? I know these things because it, is, it was written in the Bible in 1 John 5, verse 11 to 12, which reads, and this, is, and this is the testimony, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. It's pretty plain, isn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. What does it mean to be born again? He is the boss of my life, and he is my only hope of forgiveness and heaven. He's the boss of my life, and he's my only hope of forgiveness in heaven. When were you born again, Novell? I was around the age of six or seven when I decided to trust Christ as my Savior. It's beautiful. How has your life been different since you trusted Christ to be your Savior? It has been different in many ways. For instance, when I sin or do something bad, I feel a tugging on my heart to do the right thing. Also, he has helped me to be more compassionate and understanding towards others as I walk through life. What does Jesus Christ mean to you today? Today, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior who guides and protects me throughout my life. And this means that I want to spiritually grow and become more and more like Christ. What a great ambition. Disciples obediently follow Jesus Christ. Do you look forward to that? And if you do, why? Yes, because I want to set an example to others of how you should obey Christ. You know what? You're doing that today. You're setting an example before others in the matter of water baptism. I know you all have many other opportunities to uh, be a good example to many people. By being baptized later this afternoon at the beach, what are you wanting to say to everybody who will be watching your obedience? I want to say that while you are still alive, it is never too late to obey the Lord. That's worth saying again. While you're still alive, it's never too late to obey your Lord. That is the truth. Thank you, Sister Novell. We love and appreciate you. Our next person to testify as on occasion of his water baptism is Payden Rutherford. Payden, will you please come and let's welcome Payden. We're going to have a little interview, Payden and I. And Tall, you're going to pass me pretty fast here, brother. So let's have our little interview. 
Peyton, do you know that your sins are forgiven and they're going to heaven one day? Yes, I know my sins are forgiven and I will go to heaven one day. How do you know those things? I prayed and repented of my sins and asked Jesus to come into my heart. For the Bible says, Yet to all who did receive him, those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. John 1, 12 to 13. Yes. What does it mean to be born again? To be born again is to become a child of God. To allow God and the Holy Spirit to guide me throughout my life as I make, as I make every effort to serve Him. Yes. When were you born again? I don't remember the exact date, but my mom had called me into her bedroom and then she asked me if I was born again. She, she then shared the gospel with me and we prayed together. together. Then I, trust, I trusted Jesus alone for salvation and I, and I asked Him to come into my heart by His Holy Spirit and forgive me of my sins. I just want to make a brief comment that you're not the only one, Peyton, who can't remember a specific date on a calendar when you trusted Jesus to be your Savior. But one of my favorite teachers at seminary said, Charles Ryrie said, it's like this. You may be traveling in a car um, in Ontario, Canada, going to Montreal, where it's French speaking, and you may fall asleep with the other person driving you to Montreal. But when you wake up, you see all the signs are in French and you realize you cross the provincial line between Ontario and Quebec at some point. And so simple way to sort out what Peyton has just said is to ask yourself right now, if you don't know a date when you trusted Christ to be your Savior, that's okay. God keeps track of that. But you just have to ask yourself, as I stand right now, Am I trusting Christ alone to be my Savior from sin? And if you know you are, then you cross the line from unbelief to belief at some point because of God's working in your heart. So I just want to encourage you that may not have a date because Peyton knows he's trusting Christ now, so he crossed the line at some point that God kept track of. Peyton, how has your life been different since you trusted Jesus to be your Savior? Since I trusted Jesus as, as my Savior, I became more aware of right and wrong, and as I live my life, I make decisions and choices that are obedient to God's Word. Before I was a Christian, I obeyed my parents and did good things, but after I became a Christian, I am more, I am now more interested in doing good to please God. I want to glorify God with my life. Yes. That is a very good evidence that you're a new, new creature in Christ. What does Jesus Christ mean to you today? Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He guides me and protects me through tough situations, and He speaks to, and he speaks to me through my conscience and, it, and His Word, the Bible. Wonderful. Disciples obediently follow Jesus Christ. Do you look forward to that? And if you do, why? Yes, I look forward to following Jesus so I can spread his word and so that others can see my example and trust him too, and trust him to follow him to follow him too. Yes. At three o'clock at Montague Beach today, when people gather to witness your water baptism, what would you like to say to those people who are there witnessing that? By being baptized today, I'm saying to everyone that I am a follower of Jesus Christ and also not to be afraid to follow him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. He will comfort you and protect you through all trials and tribulations if he is your Lord and Savior and Good Shepherd. Yes, he will. Shandell Chan. She was in the choir. Here she comes. Hi, Shandell. Welcome her to the pulpit. Hi, sweetie. Got a little stare for you there. 
How you doing? I'm good. You good? Good morning, church. <laughs> We're going to have an interview, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. That's good. Shondell, do you know that your sins are forgiven, that you'll go to heaven one day? Yes, I do. How do you know these things? I know this because I have read the Bible, and the Bible is God's holy word. According to Colossians 2, verse 13, it says, And you who are dead in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven, forgiven us all our trespasses. I love the way these that are being interviewed have God's word, a Bible verse to be the basis upon their full knowledge that they've been forgiven of their sins in Christ. It's so good. Uh, so we talked about being born again. What does it mean to be born again? To be born again means that you died, was buried, and rose again with Christ and became a new person. Buried with him through baptism into death, raised to walk in newness of life. That's right. When were you born again? I was born again at the age of five. I was in Awana in Sparks with my leader, Sister Lisa Ingram, at Christ Community Church. Praise the Lord for Awana. Starting up in the fall, we need workers not too late to volunteer. Awana is a great program for kids. How has your life been different, Shondell, since you trusted Christ to be your Savior? Since I have been saved, I have been witnessing to my friends by giving out tracts with God's word. That's so good. What does Jesus Christ mean to you today? He is my Lord and Savior and my best friend. Hmm. Disciples obediently follow Christ. Do you look forward to that? And if you do, why? Yes, I do. Because it is right and God commands us to do it. That's a good enough reason right there. By being water baptized later today, what are you wanting to say to everybody who'll come to the beach? I would like to say that I hope that being baptized will encourage other children and adults to come to Christ and, be, and get baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit in obedience to God. Amen. Let's give her our loving encouragement. Thanks, John. Our brother in Christ coming now is Wade DeLahey. Let's welcome him. How are you? Uh, Good morning. <laughs> brother Wade is deaf, and so uh, he hasn't learned to use sign language, but he's a very good lip reader. And so he sits in the front each Sunday so he can read the lips of people on the platform that are speaking. And we've been working on his testimony together. And uh, he's going to give the answers. And um, I'll give the questions. I may repeat some answers. We'll see. Okay, Wade, do you know that your sins are forgiven and that you will go to heaven one day? Yes, I do, because Christ paid the price for my sin, and I have accepted him as my giver. Did you catch it? Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. How do you know these things? The Bible tells me so, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that 
who do ever believe in him shall not perish, but have every every lasting life. That's right. What does it mean to be born again? Shot three five. She to ask you firstly, firstly, and think and truth thing is that man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot issue true the kingdom of God. Have uh, I have been born of the Holy Spirit by trusting Jesus alone for my salvation. Praise the Lord. Brother Wade. When when were you born again? Uh, when I was a young boy. A young boy. How has your life been different since you trusted Christ to be your Savior? I pray, I pray more. I read my Bible. And I worship here with other believers. Yes, you're very faithful here. What does Jesus Christ mean to you today? Because of him, I have my sin. Forgiven, and I have become a child of God with the promise of eternal life. With the promise of eternal life, that's right. Disciples obediently follow Jesus Christ. Do you look forward to that, and why? Yeah, because my life has a new pattern, and I have a new mind. Slowly, my my mind is become. More like the mind of Christ. And I also have a new way of living. I want to learn to better study God's words. This was such a good answer. I'm just going to repeat it. You may well have heard it already. But when I asked him about disciples obediently following Jesus Christ, and does he look forward to that, this is what he said. Yes, because my life has a new standard. I have a new mind. Slowly, my mind is becoming more like the mind of Christ. I also have a new way of living. When I met Wade, he was on the street asking for money. And God has given him a job and his own place to live and a church family. He says, I also have a new way of living. I want to learn to better study God's word. We're so happy. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Right. Last but certainly not least is our sister Yamel Marshall. And Yamel, would you kindly come and share your testimony with us, our sister? Good morning, church. Good morning. Okay, so before I trusted Christ to be my Lord and Savior, I would say that I was Lord over my own life. Uh, I did what I wanted to do. I did what I thought was right. I, in my mind, I was a nice person, and I did good deeds according to me. Um, I convinced myself that God knew my heart and would judge me accordingly. I would say to myself, I have a good heart, I'm a good person, most of the time. God understands. After living my way for 
For a long time, I found myself frustrated and unfulfilled. I no longer wanted to be a slave to sin. I craved peace. My way wasn't cutting it. Christ said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Get rid of the gum. <laughs> it was at this point that I decided to accept God's generous gift of salvation. Christ died for us so we wouldn't have to pay the penalty for the, for the sins we, at least for our sins, that we deserve, the penalty we deserve for our sins. I decided to trust Christ alone, and this proved to be the best decision I made in my life. I also don't know when I was saved. I, I don't know what happened on the road to Damascus or Quebec. God knows. <laughs> Today, I live by faith rather than fear or worry. I am confident God will provide because he has. God has never disappointed. Christ said, don't worry about your life. Matthew 6, 34. What an assurance this is, because whether we're talking about this temporal life or eternal life, we have nothing to worry about when we trust Christ. If I were to explain in a word why I decide to be baptized, it would be obedience. Jesus submitted to water baptism in obedience to the law and commanded us to be water baptized, to make visible our spiritual rebirth. We must be born twice, first physically and then spiritually. Christ has modeled righteousness and obedience to our Heavenly Father. Therefore, I too will be obedient. Further, in being water baptized, I am making a covenant with God to bury my spiritually dead self and begin life anew in Christ as a child of God. Going forth into the world and exhibiting my Christ-likeness, remember that old hymn, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. As my witnesses, you will be able to call me out if I go astray. For those of you who have not yet taken the next step of obedience after repentance, I would encourage you to follow Christ's example of obedience of, uh, to God's will for you. Ask to be water baptized. May God richly bless each and every one of you. Well, I'll tell you what, that is such a blessing to my soul, and I know to yours as well, to see uh, God working in nine different persons of different ages and stages of life that have trusted Christ alone to be their Savior. And as Pastor Anthon alluded to, if you're here without Christ as Savior, turn to him in faith. Tell him that you're a sinner in need of his salvation. Trust him and only him and what he did for you on the cross and become a Christian in the pew right where you sit. By trusting Jesus Christ alone, you'll never regret that. It's the best decision you could make for time and for eternity. Mm -hmm.